0: Hello everyone and welcome to Pie Hard, the only Collingwood podcast that unearths the hidden stories, strange beauty and offbeat culture of the pies and beyond. This week, who the hell is Pat McAfee? Footy trips in the age of Corona, the pies are off to Perth. This is
1: Pie Hard.
0: Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest
1: magpie getting around. Yeah, no, boy. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with food factories. As
2: gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. He's
1: the smartest guy on the team. We don't to have too many to pick from. you got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I
2: still can't believe
1: it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of two hundred and eighty-eight thousand cans to be consumed. More comfortable myself. It's oh, no, as close as you'll get to greatness, your peanut. Shut up.
0: And as always, uh, when it comes to the biggest AFL club in America, there's lots happening in the cultural sphere. Plenty to talk about and a lot of pe- people doing the talking. I'm Damien Miller and joining me as usual is Alex Watkins. Great to be here. Uh, and coming all the way from the Gold Coast hub, Jay Tarabo. Gentlemen, welcome back to Piha. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Now, it's been, it has been a while, so um, it's been a long time, actually, since we dropped the last podcast, so I wanted to quickly um, check in with all of you guys. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since the season restarted. Um, the pies are doing pretty well, so I wanted to get a sense from uh, each of you guys about uh, what you've been enjoying thus far uh, in season 2020, a very bizarre season 2020.
1: Mm, it certainly has been an odd one. I've got to say, if I was going to crystallise what I've enjoyed the most out of the first three rounds, I would say three words. He'll surprise you. Saw Ned Guy, maybe it was a year ago, maybe longer, saw Ned Guy down the coast and I said, Ned, this is the Collingwood list manager, tell me about Josh Dacos. And he said, he'll surprise you. And he's been surprising us ever since, but more because of his invisibility on the field. (laughs) But there was a match there uh, against Richmond, I think, early days where he genuinely came to play. And he's, he's looking, each game, he's looking more and more exciting.
0: Is it fair to say, so, is it fair to say that we'd moved on from Josh and we were focusing our attention on young Nick da- <laughs> Nick Dakos?
1: It was one of those like, oh, we just took Cam- Cameron cloak to get Jason cloak.
0: Yeah. Uh, that scenario? <laughs> so I had to do it to keep the family on side.
1: No longer Big Dakes fans, Big Dakes fans
0: he? So you know, I think he's always uh, impressed us with his, um, his uh, finite kicking ability. But uh, what is it? What's, what happened? <laughs> What's the magic elixir?
1: Just a bit of maturity. Um, he's got a little bit of flesh on those little arms. A um, bit of a sidestep, kind of evasive. He's always been a neat player, but he hasn't got much of the ball, and we're just seeing things ter- turn around for him. So very exciting. Uh, we'll see how he goes uh, this week up at Spotless Stadium. His disposal is usually pretty spotless.
0: Jay, what are you uh, enjoying thus far? Uh, I've got to go to the
2: defense. I mean, like it's it's been a lock so far. Nothing's getting through. Solid, consistent, and also I got to say, I mean, I know it's only what I, round three, right? I mean, just just not having many injuries um, mm. is it just shows that you know when when we're on the park together, it's 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 solid. But the back six, nothing's getting past him. Loving it.
1: Talking about no injuries, Turbo. I saw. I think yesterday, for the first time in probably half a century, they had all 46 listed players at training. Although someone then rightly pointed out that um, the big boy Dane Beams wasn't in attendance, but pretty much uh, the healthiest list we can remember.
0: It's Early days. What a bizarre! What a bizarre year. Maybe I guess it's when
2: you don't, when you, sorry, when you don't play for 10 weeks, it's pretty easy to be healthy, right? <laughs> I, think,
0: I think it's got more to do with the fact that nightclubs and bars are shut. So there's mm. obviously none of those incidents um, that we've seen in the past. You know, the misadventures. Okay, it was announced this week that from round seven, Collingwood's off to Perth. Now, we don't know all the details. We know that the AFL's set up a hub. Collingwood and Geelong are the first two Victorian teams to head over. We know that they're going to be set up in a hotel. It's probably going to be the Crown Casino over there, Um, a very lavish five-star setup. if Eddie Maguire has anything to do with it. Mm. But it got us thinking, four weeks in Perth, what are some of the dangers that the Collingwood players are going to have to face in the wild and harsh frontier of Western Australia? Mm. I think the first thing is the weather. So Collingwood players traveling across to Perth, it's the middle of winter here. It's gray, it's dour. They're going to be met with some pretty fierce West Australian sunshine. It's always sunny in Perth, right? It's always warm. So how is a player like John Noble going to cope with that added UV experience? Pasty John. Pasty John. So are we going to see an uptake in Collingwood long sleeve jumpers or are we going to see some some injuries creep into the team from, from blistered uh, backs and necks? This is more a cautionary tale for the team. I don't think they need to kind of overthink it too much, but I hope the conditioning, fitness and, uh, and, and doctors at the club are prepared. Uh, for this spike in in climates, because we could see some really nasty, um, some chafing and blistering if uh, if we're not careful. Just one thing that the players need to uh, take care of. Turbo, I know you've been uh, thinking about this topic. What, what, have you, um, what have you come up with? I think the first thing that we're going to have to
2: deal with, players get off the plane, they're in Perth, and we all know Jordan Dugowie or the snake, his love of barley, He's pretty much just going to be walking to the international terminal. <laughs> so the first thing that we need to do is grab him, pull him back, and he's going to be like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "No, no, no, we're staying here for four weeks." Because he's just—he's instant natural progression. Will just be to go through the international terminal. They know he's changing. Jump on the flight to Bali. He'll be able to smell the bintang, the waft of the satay. It's going to be like—it's going to be like you know, like fingernails on a chalkboard being stuck in that hotel, knowing that, that, that Perth for him, it's just a transit city. So we're going to need, he's going to need some help. You know, we're going to need someone to just, I don't know, maybe they can, Create Eddie's got superpowers. Create a little Bali in the casino or wherever they're staying, you know, just, just to just to trick him uh to think you know, to break it down and over time maybe he'll 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 accept it, you know. But but yeah, they're 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 isolated in the most isolated city in the world. So, so close but so far. So wasn't it so
0: this, this time about this time last year there was a mid season break and Degowie actually went to Bali?
2: Yeah, it was, it was, yeah.
0: Literally, like one minute after the club shut for their extended two-week mid-season break, he was he was pictured on a jet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be very tough for the snake. Al, what do you? Uh, what do you think the players are going to be in for when they uh, hit the fine city of Perth?
1: Well, look. Apart from the lure of Karakaban for Tugui <laughs> and the potential for Pasty John to come back as Lobster John, I think. The main danger in Perth is going to be the drugs. (laughs) Let's just say it. Cuz, I don't want to slander anyone. So Cuz is probably the only person who um, I can mention uh, from that era of West Coast legends because he's um, done enough slandering of himself. But just stay clear of Cuz, boys. um, (laughs) You know. Things can get a little bit testy over there in the club scene. And we know that they have uh, released more restrictions than uh, in Victoria because of their success tackling COVID. So um, just steer clear of the drugs. That's Are that's they
0: done testing during COVID or have they scrapped that?
1: Well, some players, got they got can't it. get the COVID test right up their nostrils because they're so caked with other substances. <laughs> but... <laughs> Let's hope that they're drug testing and drugs, drug testing very frequently because we do not want a repeat of, um, basically the entire West coast Eagles history. There
0: is a, uh, there is a level of, uh, of sinister behavior. that just seems to follow Perth. Doesn't it? When it comes to like illegal narcotics, I don't know if it's part of the, uh, the Indian ocean trade, mm. uh, I'm not sure whether that you know the currents are washing a lot of stuff up on the uh, on the shores, but it's definitely something to work out for, look out for. So I think um, you know if we can navigate that, maybe pick up a couple of wins, uh, could be a good holiday. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on Perth. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get straight into it. It's a little a little subject at the moment that's sort of kicking around. You may have heard of, heard of it. It's COVID. I actually, I should, I should premise this Alex by saying that I got tested. Uh, oh, okay. today. Uh, have you boys, have you boys had a COVID test yet?
1: No. Up the nostril?
0: It's an incredible experience. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very weird, uh, sensation to have a, um, a, uh, what is it? An 11 centimeter Q-tip, uh, jammed up your, uh, your nostrils. Uh, very, very interesting um,
1: experience, but ticklish.
0: <laughs> a, a, a little bit of a burn. A little bit of a burn.
1: You're doing the right thing for the community, Damien, and I applaud you for that.
0: The, the weight was horrendous, but um, it was all over in a matter of seconds, so it wasn't too bad. But tell us about tell us about COVID super subs.
1: Well, look, anyone in the football world, in the football fraternity be well aware that this week we've seen our first positive COVID test of any AFL player. It was reported that Connor McGregor tested positive to COVID. Now of course that was some kind of typo from somebody um, in the halls of power down at AFL House. In fact it was Connor McKenna, not not Connor McGregor that got got tested it, some kind of irregularity, then a positive test and then a negative test. So We have no idea what's going on. But the reason I bring it up is because the interesting thing to come out of this fiasco is that at one stage it appeared that the entire Essendon backline may be stripped of the right to play because they may have come into close contact with Connor. And I thought it was very interesting that um, we had an ex-player, Essendon legend, Dustin... Hoffman, I was going to say. <laughs> no, Dustin Hoffman's not a big um, not a big lanky uh, uh, fullback of the century. Dustin Fletcher came forward and said, and I quote, where do I sign up for a game? Might take full forward this time round. Generous of him to come and uh, offer to fill the breach. It just got me thinking, guys, about this idea of a COVID super sub that may or may not be required in this difficult period. And specifically, which ex Magpie players do you guys think could come into the team as a COVID super sub if required and improve the current squad? Any ideas, Turbo?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about this and I think, uh, I think, yeah, you know, I went with our uh, Pebbles, uh, Anthony Rocker. Mm. I think that, you know, big. T- obviously, a fitter version uh, of his former self, um, but just a big centre half forward, just to feed the ball down to our to our smalls that we've got in the forward line. And I think that's the one thing uh, that we're lacking, and it's a very serious answer. Uh, no jokes aside. So uh, no, that's uh, that's that's who I that's why I thought actually thought of Sab first, mm. and then I was like, mm, nah, I'll go with
0: it. I'll go with Anthony. So James who did
2: you have on the cards?
0: Well, I it's interesting you say that, Turbo, because I've gone with Severio. Really? Wow. <laughs> okay. the, the way, the way I've, I think we're starting off from the same, same place here. So defensively, our defensive socks are, are humming at the moment. Mm. So I don't think we need any support there. Um, midfielders got that locked, loving what I'm seeing. Forward line, that's where I think we kind of you know, lack that mm-hmm. big body lead up goal-kicking full forward. And I've got to say, is Severio Rocker probably one of the most underrated forwards ever in so, the history of AFL and VFL? He kicked over 700 goals. He played in uh, he played in, in many Tony shaw Helms teams. <laughs> so needless to say, <laughs> supply will peak. Um, but, you know... One of, the, one of the joys of this kind of COVID scenario we've been in in the, the lockdown and the lack of football has been watching some of those old classic 90s games. Anyone who listens to Pie Hard knows that we are big, big fans of 90s football. And just seeing full forwards tear the joint apart and kick seven, nine goals, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was beautiful to watch, Al.
1: Look, you took the words out of my mouth. I think in, in terms of Severio, incredibly underrated, Collingwood Superstar, um, one of the only players to sign the breast of my Collingwood Guernsey in mm-hmm. the mid-90s, and I always had a soft spot for, for him making the time in the Maya basement that day. But I must say that temp- as tempting as it would be to recruit one of the Rocker brothers as the COVID super sub, I I went in a different direction. I'm looking at the structure of the current side, and I'm looking at, tall versus short mix and I'm mm. a big Mason Cox fan. And I just worry that if if you've got a Majacek who's who's really just a mid-tall you've got a Cox who's a tall tall and then you've got a an Anthony Severio Os- rocker who's a hairy sheltered tall all in the same side it's just too tall up front so I've gone a different direction I think we've got heaps of pace at ground level as well as heaps of height in the forward line. The the pace is there with Steve O Elliot. So I'm looking for someone who can come in, bring some big finals experience. Preferably some, some experience from another club, so we can avoid the collie wobbles. Um, just mm. a different a different kind of cultural input to the group. And in an era almost devoid of characters, I reckon he's gotta be a character. Preferably with lustrous curls. Some some kind of sartorial presence to leave Dusty's You know, Dusty Martin's ubiquitous mohawk in the shade. I'm talking about team talisman, sartorial prince, a tough man and a goal kicker. Who am I talking about?
0: You're talking about Derm.
1: (laughs) Dermot Brereton. I just think culturally he fits. And for all those people sniggering (laughs) in the audience today thinking that uh, these guys don't take this, this issue seriously... I will have you know that Derm kicked thirty goals from fifteen games in his one year at Collingwood, nine ninety five. So he is very capable, even in uh, the twilight of his career. Do you want
2: the ninety nine, ninety ninety five version of Derm, or would you rather have him ten years earlier? (laughs)
1: Look, that's a good question. You would probably take eighty nine over ninety five, being honest. But um, look, just with that experience, he's the kind of guy he wouldn't have to leave the goal square, but he would he would have that. a powerful effect on, on his young teammates.
0: Good. <laughs> Not where I thought you'd go with that one, L, but that was, uh, uh, that was a really good take. I like that one. Certainly in the era of, like, blonde, blonde-headed magpies, he'd fit in pretty well. <laughs> yeah,
1: you wouldn't even recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a real thing, hasn't it? Yeah.
0: It took me
2: to the end of the game to realize that it was crisp was crisp in round one or oh, was it that, was round two. It <laughs>
1: appears that crisp and how and who else is there? To it just at some stages of the game you think, "Geez, that blonde got Blake's doing all right." Noble, <laughs> noble. How did Noble uh, you know, learn how to take a specky? God,
2: bleach his skin.
1: Excellent <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> yeah.
2: So another thing we've got to worry about, or we've got coming up. I mean, what, we're on a 17-week 17 17 week season? We don't even know when it's going to end at the moment, but we do know that when it does end, that the players are going to want to get away, right? Mm-hmm. And where are they going to go this year? We saw Brody, what, last year he was in Peru. We saw Brayden Sire in Berlin, you know, having all having the times of their lives. Mm. But there's a bit of an issue this year because the borders are closed. And what does this mean for the end-of-season trips for the
1: players? Mm, so good question
2: as always at pie hard, we're going to have to find a solution for them I and mean, we're going to sort out their Perth trip and now we're going to have to sort out their end of season trip as well. So Al,
1: it's a good question. I'm going to go with, as we know from previous pie hard podcasts, there's two main types of off season, uh, trips. There's the find yourself soulful, um, trip, usually to somewhere like the Himalayas. Uh, and then there's the, um, get absolutely cooked in Vegas style trip. I'm gonna add a third potential trip this year because we're stuck within Australian borders. I'm gonna say that the art trip would do a massive would be of massive benefit to Collingwood players, specifically as we've discussed, Braden Sire and to some extent Brody Gonnady, get down to Mona in Hobart if they haven't already, because off-season in Tasmania, looking at fine art, is just the panacea for a very difficult asterisk premiership.
2: Mm. Can we combine the... Brody? maybe can do the Mona slash and then Cradle Mountain three-day hike.
1: Oh, good. That's a beautiful hike down down to Lake St. Clair. Yeah, hair
2: down mm. in Hobart. You can pretty much only have one night out there probably. And then you go on your three day hike, where you have that, that coming of age, being at one with nature. You know, mm. setting up a tent.
0: This could be an opportunity to head down to Tasmania as a uh, as a collective, because as we know, Tasmania's got everything. It's got it's got the mountains. It's got uh, it's got the food. You could have um, Darcy Moore digging for truffles um, in certain parts of Tasmania, um, f- fossicking for ingredients for his next Otterlengi inspired dish. Mm. Uh, while the other players are, uh, you know, either getting their fill in the built-up regions or, or or doing a bit of hiking, I think that's probably uh, would would serve the team well. I think you know there are a couple of players are already in the wilderness with Nathan Buckley. So, um, <laughs> you know, at Sharonberg in the Tasmanian wilderness, he's, he's still on the list. I, yeah, I think he is. I think he's still on the list. I don't know. This is just completely off the radar at the moment, young yeah. Shaz. I don't know what message. Well, that that not even getting a mention.
1: Some players would never make it off the Spirit. There'd be some barnacle <laughs> yeah, to the bar, uh, the, the old overnight trip. Um, and by the way, if you ever do it. the Spirit, get the fucking cabin because it's a it's a nightmare trying to sit in those seats and, and go to sleep with people like Jordan Dugowie, um sinking cascades next to you.
2: I also found a place uh, that may suit some players as well, and it made me question. I always. Uh, I watch a lot of NBA and I see uh, there's a player called Steven Adams who's from New Zealand and he's got like 11 brothers, right? Um, but he's a wild man and he's got long hair. And it made me think, can players play in the, in the, in the AFL? Do they need – so, for example, Brody Grundy, does he need to wear his hair in a ponytail? Is this AFL like – is it a criteria? Or can he just let it all out and go wild man style? Mm. Does anyone know? Mm.
1: I think, I, I can't imagine that they can dictate your hairstyle. What, what are you thinking that maybe it's a danger to him or others if it's out? Yeah,
2: just, I don't know. But I did find uh, I did find a solution in Kakadu. Uh, there is a place called the Wild Man Wilderness Lodge. Mm. And I was like, that's definitely suited to perhaps your, your Brody's. Um, the Kakadu Wild Man Wilderness Lodge seems pretty suited to mm, that.
1: Find yourself in Kakadu.
0: Well, I was thinking for Braden and uh, Max Lynch, who, you know, as we know in the off-season, made, made a good run of it in Berlin, I thought potentially the uh, idyllic um, South Australian town of Harndorf. <laughs> I thought um, this as well. <laughs> known for its original German-style architecture and artisanal food and home right. to the uh, German Migration Museum. So as we know, with uh, Braden and and Mr. Lynch, um, German history uh, did feature prominently uh, in their travels uh, earlier on in the year or late last year, visiting Hitler's Eagle's Nest retreat. Um, so I thought the boys could probably go on a search for a German-style kind of rave establishment within um, within Handorf, very close to Adelaide CBD as well, only 28 kilometres.
1: Cool. Great suggestion.
0: Okay, so we all know that the biggest sport in America at the moment is not the NBA, it's not the NFL, it's not the NHL, it is the AFL. And there's one man that's been driving the charge, and, Al, you're going to tell us all about him.
1: Yes. Who is he? Damo. I'd never heard of him until recently. I don't even know how to say his name. Pat McAfee? Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, but all I know is he's from Wikipedia and from watching his YouTube videos, which get millions of hits. Pat McAfee is an ex-NFL punter. He played with the Indian- Indianapolis Colts, and now he's a mega podcast kind of star over in the States. And a couple of months ago, Pat had a guest on his show very tall guest, Mason Cox. And I think it was in April. And he went on the show and they basically for 30 or 40 minutes, a shit you not, Mason went through the rules of AFL. And Pat had obviously come across our sport because there was no American sports on ESPN. And they started to play what at that stage, round one, was one mm-hmm. of the only international sports actually playing, was the AFL. Oh. And so Pat yeah. and a lot of other Yanks saw their first game, and let's just say Pat was hooked. Ever since on Pat's daily, I think it's daily, or it's at least multiple times per week, on his his big podcast show, which you can watch on YouTube, he has been banging on about his new love of the AFL, and he thinks it's basically the sport which he missed, which was like made for him, or he was made for the sport. He thinks with his big thunder thighs um, Mm. and his love of a high ball, he would have just been a brilliant AFL player, which, of course, we'll never know. But old Pat, basically the Collingwood Football Club got onto this because it was huge publicity. They sent him a membership a membership pack. Um, they sent him a bunch of club kit and merchandise. Shout-out to Simon Presciacomo, who I believe mm-hmm. is in charge of the club merchandise. It was mm-hmm. a good move because Pat then took all the gear onto his show. This is, this is about a week ago. He unpacked the Guernsey... He got a sharon um he started mucking around having a laugh um let's have a little little quick listen to uh of uh, patch shenanigans when talking about the e- afl now let's get back to the fornicate in action
0: the the shorts were potentially created 120 years ago For me to get Mm -hmm. Like people are saying that that's potentially what it is Good look for the thighs there obviously If you want to zoom in you can but the Guernsey Is next 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 level and I'm I'm very Proud to be a member of the Magpies but Diggs the Geelong Cats haven't sent you jack squat they haven't even i believe they haven't even really mentioned you aside from that steelers thing i think they don't want you to be a fan i would assume that if you want a barrack for the collingwood magpies Mm -hmm. we would welcome you with open arms over here
1: nah i'm not gonna jump
2: ship i don't do things like that but
1: so that was pat talking about the pies um as you can see he's got that kind of bombastic frat boy persona which we love
0: very quiet mild-mannered guy by the sounds of
1: it. Very quiet, mild-mannered, skinny thighs. No, he's he's a, there's a picture on a video. I mean, he's got video of him trying on the Collingwood kit with the, with the short shorts and um, those legs. I'll give you nightmares. But basically, Pat since then, and the purpose of us bringing this up on the pod today is because Pat since then has come out with the huge claim
0: mm.
1: that he is now the most devoted AFL, the most devoted Collingwood supporter in America after a a couple of short Mm. months. And that got me thinking because on Pie Hard we know that there's this big thing it has been around for a long time. Pat should know better. He should look into this. It's called the AFL Celebrity Arms Race. And we all know that this has been happening for some time. Basically, it's when a celebrity is given a Guernsey or a scarf and they put them on, and there's a photo opportunity. And, of course, every club is at pains to find their next celebrity. Uh, with a focus on Americans, I wanted to go through some of those successes, some of those celebrities mm-hmm. that have been nabbed by AFL clubs. And these are just the Americans. There's a lot more uh, from, from other countries. but
0: yeah, Let's be honest. It's all about America, right, at the moment. Like, the, the, the AFL cool. arms race is concentrated on America.
1: Look, it's oh, a it's growth the- market, isn't
0: it? It's, it's the dream. It's the dream to crack, dream.
1: yeah. And right, Hollywood on your side, you're in. Let's go. Richmond, Cam Newton, NFL star. Never heard of him.
0: Never That's heard of classic him. Richmond. Quarterback.
1: Yeah. Richmond, Carson Cressley from Queer Eye for a Straight Guy.
0: Cressley, okay.
1: Pictured with a target top on Carlton, John McEnroe. Apparently, couldn't find any photos. Brisbane, Ray Charles, yeah. Neil Diamond. <laughs>
2: What year was that? Were they still the Bears? <laughs> Neil, yeah,
1: Neil said that his wife was a massive fan. Uh, obviously, grew up in Brisbane and forced him to watch every match. I think he was. I think he said that in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Port Adelaide, Andre Agassi, Ben Folds, Adelaide. Now Adelaide, Alexander Downer, big fan. Gave a number fourteen Crows Guernsey to Condoleezza Rice. Okay. She wasn't pictured wearing it, which I think that disqualifies them from the celebrity it's arms race. It's a wop doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Just for the photo op. St. Kilda, yeah. Samuel L. Jo- Jackson, which is a big one. Oh, a good get. Good get. West Coast, gave Barack Obama an Eagles jumper. He didn't put it on, and we know that rules him out. Yeah. Now, I heard wind that Cat Stevens was a massive AFL fan, but no matter how... Deep I dove into the internet, I couldn't find any real evidence. In fact, when I googled Cat Stevens AFL, it came up saying that he'd been stabbed. And then <laughs> I realized it was a reference to Jack Stephen.
0: <laughs> Allegedly.
1: One of my favorites, and I'll give cred where cred's due, Fremantle. They hmm. reportedly have Shaq O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal on the books. Exactly. Um which is massive. And Photo here, I'm going to share with you guys. Maybe, a demo. You can explain to the mm. viewers what we're looking at here.
0: Whoa, I was made for loving you. This is a picture of Paul Stanley from the rock and roll band Kiss on stage at a concert in full makeup, <laughs> star star child makeup, um, with a guitar around his neck, holding aloft a Fremantle Dockers Guernsey and in the background an elated picture of, is it Chris Connolly? Yeah,
2: yeah, the the old Fremantle coach.
0: The former Fremantle coach double fisting the air. The only thing he's not producing in this photo is the horns, um, but in full power rock out with your cock out mode. It is is a sight. It looks like an oil painting. He's on stage with Kiss.
1: I don't know why Chris, how Chris Connolly got on stage in the background. Was this, of is the this
2: kiss, like but... a grand final also. No, they didn't have those uh, the after parties. You know how now they have the after parties.
1: And he, he wasn't even the coach in 2013 the
0: coach? when they made the grand final. It was Ross oh, Lyon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was too. the biggest brand horse kiss. So I wouldn't be surprised if you dug up kiss in a um, in an Essendon top or something later on in this list, but
1: grand Well, credit where credit's due, they got Shaq and they got Kiss. So they're doing pretty well, but let's go to the pies. This is the Mm. important stuff. Now, we know that Pat McAfee has claimed to be the most devoted American Collingwood supporter. But listen, Pat, do your research. There's a cue. August 2, 2004, WWE and now Hollywood superstar, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, met Bucks and the boys at Lexa Center, where he was presented with a club Guernsey by Vice Captain Anthony Rocker.
2: Mm.
1: Some cunning wordplay there from the club's marketing wing. Very good. Mm. So he's in front of you. Well, we've got another photo here and I'm just gonna bring it up. Turbo maybe can tell me what we're looking at.
2: <laughs> I can see Eddie. I don't know who the who's who's that guy?
1: This is Eddie uh, in the MCG, round one, 2005 versus the Bulldogs, leaning over, making himself very cosy with Tim Robbins blushed. and Susan Sarandon.
2: Ah, it's Tim Robbins, yeah,
0: okay.
1: Both wearing Collingwood apparel. So that's a get.
0: Is, M- is Susan Sarandon wearing an Anthony Rocker um, Oh, yeah, badge. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I think yeah. you're right. I think he's got a, she's got a pebbles he has got a people's
0: badge. badge on. That is, that is, that is, that is, that is a get. <clears throat> that is a get.
1: The thing I like about this photo is Eddie's leaning over Tim and Susan, but he's also she eyeballing the, the camera, <laughs> which indicates that I think he's set the photo up. He's told the photographer to run around the front of the seats. And get the photo off, and he's just checking on the photographer. Just get the snap, get the snap, get me talking to. Him, sure to the lighting right. Susan.
2: I thought it was more like he's he's talking to them, but he doesn't really care because the game's on, and he's looking at the field because something exciting is happening.
0: I think I think I think it's the former. I think he's. He, I think every second he's with this power couple is is dollar signs zinging left, right, and center. I think he's. um that looks like a man who knows exactly what he's doing.
1: Oh, it's an Eddie, Eddie moment, vintage. So we've got The Rock, we've got Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins, ahead of Pat, unfortunately, Pat. I hate to say it to you, buddy. But, of course, drum roll, no prizes for guessing who the top of the pile is in terms of American celebrity pie supporters. It's <laughs> an oldie but a goodie. Bring him up now. Our main man, Rob Lowe. Look at him. He is arm Everyone in arm. In He's got Paula Curia on yeah. one side. He's in the team circle, singing the songs in the room after a, uh, a victory over St Kilda in 2003. He's got Eddie Maguire on one side, Paula Curia on the other. As we cycle through some of these news limited photos, we've got one here with Mick Malthouse just gleefully eyeballing Rob I mean, you never see him smile at a player, but Rob Lowe gets in the rooms and the whole, <laughs> the whole atmosphere just changed that day. Rob appears to be trying to sing the song. He clearly wouldn't have known any of the lyrics. It's a famous moment and for good reason. So, Pat McAfee, we're here to tell you, you've got a bit of work to do to become the most devoted AFL American celebrity supporter, but keep it going, big boy. Uh, we're a fan of you and your thighs. I want to throw to you guys quickly now and just say, look, given America is such a growth area for the AFL and for the club um, and Mason Cox has been doing some great work marketing this, this, this great organisation in the land of opportunity, which American celebrities do you think we should be targeting next to bring into the, the magpie fold? Damo?
0: Uh, Great question, Al. Well, I think first and foremost, like this is straight out of the Eddie Maguire playbook, but you need someone with a major international profile. Mm. So Pat McAfee, I think he's good, but he doesn't cut it. He's not a household name, right? Like he's not. Second, you're going to need someone who's a sports super fan. You're going to need someone who lives and breathes sports. So someone that's missing sport at the moment. So it's been taken away cruelly. Um, maybe it's the sport of passion, maybe it was a sport that they played, but there's a void in their life that needs filling and Collingwood is there to do it. Mm. Thirdly, you need someone who can connect with the highs and the lows of team sport, right? So you're going to need to have someone that follows a big, big team. So for me, that person is Jack Nicholson.
1: Ooh, Sorry. like Lakers man, isn't he?
0: Okay, so I'm going to play you a grab. And this is of Jack Nicholson courtside chatting to a 19-year-old Kobe Bryant and imparting some classic Jack Nicholson words of advice. And I want you guys to tell me if these words from Uncle Jack wouldn't go down well in the uh, ear of Snake Degoe. I'm going to play the clip now. Now we're going over to Jim Gray, who's with Kobe Bryant. All right, thank you very much, uh, uh, Peter. I'm here with Kobe, 19 years old. Most guys are trying to pick out a major, find a summer job. What's this moment represent to you to play in the All-Star game at 19 years of age? It means the world to me. This is my first All-Star game playing here in New York City with all these great basketball players. It's an incredible
1: feeling. I'm glad it's finally arrived. How are your nerves?
0: I'm a little nervous.
1: Mr. Bryant. I wonder if you'd mind signing an autograph for me. Oh, sure, sure. so nice to see a man with dignity will actually sign an autograph and go on television. Instead of those bad men like Jack Nicholson, he won't even go on TV. You brought your top fan. What, you got any advice for him? For Kobe Bryant? Yes. Go heat up. Right. Heat up and get loose. <laughs> <laughs> That'll
0: wow. Heat up. Heat up. And get loose, Jack. He's often pictured like the other thing with Jack Nicholson though. He's always pictured at those Lakers games courtside, um, more often than not, feasting on a uh, on a um, a a piece of meat or something like he's a medieval king. You know, you ever seen him on courtside, gut hanging out? Just doesn't. Just loves a LA superfan, but not only that. Jack Nicholson has a uh, he has a um, he has a, a connection with other celebrities, right? So always seated next to Jack Nicholson at games is like you know Michael Jordan, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, the who's who. So I I see Jack Nicholson not only as Collingwood's you know potential number one ticket holder, but the host, right? Mm. Someone who to pass on the uh, the Collingwood disease to um, the next. Collingwood super fans. So that's my pick. What about you, Turbo?
2: Damo, I knew you'd go down this avenue with the, <laughs> uh, the sports-loving super fan and I've taken a completely different approach. You know, in America, there's millions of mothers watching daytime TV and I was thinking that there's two people, I'm going with two, two people that they respect and listen to they, – they they, every word that they say, they, they, they gush up. And and anything that they sell, they'll feed down to their family. So I've gone Alan DeGeneres, Ooh. superstar, daytime TV host. Massive. If she's, she's on been,
0: board. She? Isn't she been cancelled? Uh, look, that's not important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She'll <laughs> make a comeback. Moment, She'll wouldn't she?
2: A, Alan DeGeneres, we all know, get some players on. Play a couple of clips. Everyone will be like to their son, you've got to pick up this game. It's for you and it'll just explode. The other one that I had, very similar, Dr. Phil. Mm. Bill,
1: daytime TV. Bill,
2: daytime TV. So you've gone for the sports angle. Mm. You've got the people that are already vested in in the sport. Jack yeah. Nicholson. I was, Spike Lee would be another good one sitting mm. on the sidelines. Can you imagine Spike Lee in the first row of every Collingwood game giving it out uh, to the opposition? But I've gone, let's just take a different approach. Let's go for the daytime crowd. Get them feeding in. Spreading it through their families because they follow yeah. every word that Alan and Dr. Phil say. The strategy. And before you know it, we're there.
1: This is good stuff, guys, and I like mm. it how you've strategized.
0: It's conjured up a few memories, but just seeing those clips of um, Rob Lowe because that was such a pivotal moment in, in Collingwood's history. Like we literally got a celebrity and implanted him in the in the circle, right? Mm. But did you know that he was also um, he was also in the coach's box with, with Malthouse during that game.
1: Is that right? No, I didn't he, know.
0: He sat in, this was, I think this was in um, Eddie Maguire's book, which I haven't read, to be, to be fair. But, yeah, not only was he in the winner's circle, he also was involved in the pre-match speech with Malthouse and then <laughs> sat through the game in the, uh, in the coach's box, which is extraordinary.
1: Yeah, Rob, uh, we won the game, so he must have been giving some good advice at a at a time in which Mick needed needed everything. He was almost like a senior assistant coach, Rob, a prototype.
0: And, I mean, he copped, I think Eddie uh, the team, like Eddie copped a lot of grief from Buckley about bringing um, Rob Lowe into the circle. But one week later, another Hollywood actor was brought into the Collingwood fold, sat in a super box at the MCG and watched Collingwood play Carlton. Oh. And that was one Tom Cruise. Get out. One week later.
1: Did he don any official club apparel?
0: No, he he didn't. This is why this is why he's excluded from the arms race because he didn't wear the Collingwood jumper. That but the guests of Eddie Maguire and James Packer.
1: God, that's cool. a good that's a big one. Tom Cruise. Mm. Um I've got, I, I like where you've both gone with it. I mean, we've got some big names being banded around. We've got Jack Nicholson. We've got um, <laughs> Dr. Phil and others. Alan. Perhaps, just perhaps, I might have the biggest name of the lot. I went on a different tact again, and I, I thought, well, for our next Collingwood American superfan, what we need to do is target someone who has, can align with the club, the club values. I'm talking about someone who has been much loved, like the club has, over the years, but also has had to deal with torrents of hatred at times. Someone who uses perceived, some would say imagined, personal slights to motivate them for a killer instinct, killer performance on the big stage. Someone who has interests in a lucrative line of apparel and merchandise, just like Presti.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Many would argue this person we should be targeting is, in fact, the greatest of all time in their chosen field. That's right. Collingwood's next celebrity, American Catch, in the AFL Celebrity Arms Race should be Chad Kroger from Nickelback. <laughs>
0: He's Canadian. (laughs) How do you know this? Is he? a super fan here. Canadian. He's not even American.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, what a waste. I didn't know that. Come
0: on. Put you on your feet. You need another one. (laughs) Come
1: (laughs) on. Oh, shit. All right. Let's just go with Dr. Phil. Fuck it.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're nearly done for another episode of Pie Hard, but before we go... We're going to quickly um, ask around the Pie Hard team, find out what they're looking forward to with this week's game. It's an away game. We're headed up to Spotless Stadium to uh, take out some revenge on GWS. Uh, it's a Friday night game. One thing I'm really looking forward to is seeing what coach Nathan Buckley wears. Uh-huh. So in round two, we saw Nathan Buckley come out in, in a very surprising piece of apparel. It was a skin-tight, collarless cycling jersey look. I don't know if you remember seeing it, Al, mm, but it, it was
1: quite Yeah, very odd. Um, and I believe that press conference was a very serious one in relation to Lumumba. So it was odd to see him dressed as um, Alberto Contador.
0: It, it was like a bobsledder. Like he, it was like an aerodynamic <laughs> kind of zip-up-to-the-neck Type thing. I, th- I thought it looked fantastic. And then last week we saw him kind of go back to the plain sponsors polo. So I think it's a new, there's a new side to Nathan Buckley from a sartorial point of view, which I think we're going to dive into a little bit later in Pie Hard this season. But very interested to see what the coach wears. Al, what are you looking forward to uh, this weekend?
1: Look, very simple for me. I'm a big fan of the American pie. Mason's back doesn't matter whether he has a shit game or a good game. He's just so bloody tall. And (laughs) it's exciting when the ball goes within about 10 feet of those gangly arms. Anything could happen. It's chaos ball. Put it at the top of the square. We have the big boy back.
2: I love it. Turbo? I'm just a bit worried about this game because we all know that when you dye your hair blonde, that it kind of can turn a bit orange and... With us playing in spotless, the stadium's empty. Will the players with the with the orange hair blend into those orange seats and we won't be able to tell who's getting the ball? That's my biggest concern. <laughs> wow. All right, I don't we'll,
0: know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take anything at this point. <laughs> that's it from Pie Hard this week. If you're not following Pie Hard on socials, you definitely need a concussion test. You're going to find us... Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Pie Hard Podcast one word. Send us your suggestions, your complaints, your leads, your opinions. If you've got anything to say, let us know. We love interacting with you, and uh, if you come up with something interesting, we might dive into it on an episode of Pie Hard. Al, thank you so
1: much for joining us. It's so great to be back, Damo.
0: And Jay, we haven't heard from you in a while, and it's been fantastic to have you back. Hope, you, hope you're doing well up there in the uh, Gold Coast. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. It's great to be back. This
1: is pie Hard. <laughs> it fucking glitched. It glitched. It was perfect. It it was one of the best ones. I thought you were
2: pausing. <laughs> this is pie
1: Hard.